I'm your host, Samaita Graver, and I want to welcome you to Truth, Salt, and Spice, the podcast where you will find conversations steeped in biblical truths, sprinkled with salt, and a dash of spice thrown in, you know, for good measure. Merry Christmas, listeners. Um, this is a bonus episode. I wanted to uh, share uh, one more very special memory for me um, with Christmas, which didn't dawn on me until um, after I had recorded with Leslie, uh, Jessica, and uh, Kai. But I also wanted to share um, the uh, Christmas traditions of another one of our listeners. And um, I, <laughs> I I chose this one uh, just because of uh, one of the traditions here with the Christmas tree. But I have to say that Jenna, Jenna Taylor here, uh, she, she takes Christmas seriously. And uh, I, I laughed when I read this submission. And so Jenna says that for the Christmas tree, um, we always have a fresh tree in the living room. The Sunday after Thanksgiving is spent getting down the totes of decorations and preparing the house for the season. My daughter and I put on Christmas music and decorate the house while my husband and son go pick the tree. The boys take a, fa- a flashlight to check the tree for alligators, something my son made up when he was two. And my daughter and I sneak a glass alligator ornament in the tree as soon as it gets set up. We let the tree rest overnight and then decide with lights and ornaments the next evening. So as far as Christmas ornaments, she says, our children get to pick up a new Christmas ornament each year that represents what they are excited most about the year. When they were little, we would pick them out, but now they do. Sometimes they are from Target, sometimes Hallmark or a local shop. Um, We write the year and the child's name on the bottom. So when they have their own homes, they will receive all the ornaments. I also buy my husband a new Star Trek ornament from Hallmark each year. Our our tree is 98% homemade or special ornaments, and we love it. Um, I love the idea of sending them off with their own ornaments. Um, but then I was thinking, oh my, but your tree's going to be so like lonely when they leave the home. I don't know if that would be encouraging or depressing. <laughs> so another thing they, that uh, Jenna does is she has a wrapping party. She says, my best friend and I get together one weekend afternoon um, before Christmas and wrap whatever presents we already have purchased. We visit with each other and listen to a Christmas movie in the background. It's one of my favorite traditions. The husbands take the kids away for the afternoon and we have a special adventure and they have a special adventure of their own. Uh, she says that for Christmas Eve, we always attend our church's candlelight service Christmas Eve. This takes place around 4 or 6 p.m. service so the kids can be in bed on time. Um, her parents and her take uh, turns hosting the Christmas Eve dinner. And um, we don't go to my parents' house for Christmas Eve. We go to, we go Christmas night for another lovely meal and presents for my parents. So they, uh, although she mentions that they got divorced this year, I'm sorry about that. And so things will look different going forward. Um, <laughs> 2020, huh? Santa. So as far as Santa goes, Santa has always left our favorite chocolate chip cookies, made the day before Christmas Eve, and a big glass of iced tea. 
Now that made me chuckle because usually I've heard of milk. But recently I've heard of people leaving iced tea. And here, as uh, Jenna says, that growing up, they always left Santa a glass of Coke. And I heard that recently too. So that made me um, laugh because cookies and Coke or tea just to me don't, you know, uh, go together. But, you know, Santa does need some uh, caffeine to keep going. So, uh, and then Santa leaves presents unwrapped and put together at the house. So Christmas morning, she says that Christmas morning is always at uh, her house. Uh, They do not travel. So either the parents spend the night or come over early that morning to be there when the kids get up. The kids are 10 and 7. So we wake up early, preheat the oven for orange rolls and cinnamon rolls from the can, a tradition from my mother's childhood, and wait for the kids to wake up. I can't believe that you guys are actually awake before the kids. The kids go to bed Christmas Eve in matching Christmas jammies and call out from their rooms when they are awake. We sing happy birthday to Jesus first thing, a tradition from my husband's childhood, and then come out to the living room for presents, stockings, and breakfast rolls. After presents are unwrapped, we video call family out of state and get started on brunch, which includes hash browns, eggs, sausage, bacon, biscuits, fruit, fresh squeezed orange juice for the kids, and mimosas for the grown-ups. Brunch is usually served around 2 p.m. So um, they celebrate Boxing Day. So she says that her sister-in-law and family usually come from North Carolina to celebrate between Christmas and New Year's. So her kids are all grown adults now and come if they can get time off work. She always takes our kids on a special adventure day, something we did with hers when they were little. So my husband and I take our nieces, nephew, and their partners out to the movies one night during the visit. We also do some sort of service during the season, collecting clothes or coats or gifts, depending on what their school does. And so she says it all sounds crazy, but it's spread over six weeks. And so it the so it's a lot, in the, but the list is fun. So thank you, Jenna, for that. And I want to uh, segue into a story of my own. So when um, I was a kid, I was in, I think it was a, I don't remember the details, but I do remember it was a school play, I think, or I don't know if it was, it wasn't a play, but it was a special performance. And I had to memorize um, Twas the Night Before Christmas uh, by Clement Clark Moore. And I don't know if mostly, most people are familiar with the poem, but it's really long. And uh, what I remember about it is I have a really hard time memorizing things. It's always been a struggle and um, it still is I'm 46 it's just not going to change and so the fact that I actually memorized the whole poem um, was incredible and um, I don't remember most of it now um, except for the first like two or three sentence uh, verses sentences of of it but um, I remember uh, having such sense of the accomplishment like the achievement of actually memorizing it was very encouraging to me because I worked really really hard um, especially because I don't like performing in front of people so that was uh, definitely um, a fond memory for me and that just popped in my head a few days ago and so without further ado here is Twas the Night Before Christmas. (laughs) 
was the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out of the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window, I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes did they appear, but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With the little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment he must be Saint Nick. More rapid than eagles, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Coppet, Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop the coursers they flew, with the sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight on his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk. He lay his finger aside of his nose and gave a, giving a nod up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. And now I want to read from the Bible. I'm reading from Luke 2, verse 1 through 20. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went on, or went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them.
and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Amen. So I, my wish for you is that you are able to know that the birth of Jesus is good news, and I hope that you yourself find time during this busy season to go in search of him and um, find him in the simple, humble ways of life that he represents. And I also hope that you um, are able to really enjoy his presence and just like the shepherds are able to go and share the good news of his birth. May you have a Merry Christmas Eve and a blessed Christmas.